Listeners, Million here with you, M-I-L-L-I-A-N, welcoming you to another edition of the Heal the Sick podcast, a presentation of Dominion Fire Church, St. City, Las Vegas, Nevada. It's a pleasure to have you here. Thank you guys so much. And uh, on this show, our commission, our direct order from God is put my goodness on display, and that's what we're doing here. Same yesterday, today, and forever, right? That's right. And what we do is we demonstrate this concept by bringing people on the program who live this out in everyday life, who demonstrate it, who show it, and have the stories and the t-shirt to tell it, okay? Joining me on the on the program today is a good friend of mine, a guy that I absolutely love, known for a couple years now, and we got to know each other through a uh, retreat that happens a couple times a year, and he was a... Uh, uh, a musician at one of the events that I was at, and uh, actually a couple of events I was at, and uh, being also a musician, we kind of bonded right away and started talking right away and had uh, great times together, great conversations. We've hosted him out here in Las Vegas as well for a uh, concert that some of you had attended, and uh, he is, again, a musicianary, which we're going to find out what that means in a moment, and currently in support of his latest CD called When Love Compels. Joining me on the program today Ian Gennari, also known by his performance name of Ian Christopher. Ian, welcome to the Heal the Sick podcast, my bro. How are you? I am great, man. It's good to finally be with you, brother. Yeah, we've been working on this for a while to get you out here. You've been traveling. You've been doing stuff. I think uh, you're preparing for overseas, which we'll hear about in a little bit. So, uh, But in the meantime, before we dig into that, as we always do on the first segment, again, I'm so happy you're here, um, but in the first segment, we always talk about testimonies. Now, you've had some kind of wild things happen. You know, we're, we're kind of uh, simpatico in a lot of this stuff. We, we flow in the Holy Spirit often, and also with your music, you've had some stuff happen. So tell us, uh, tell us a couple stories. What have you seen that you could share with the audience? Man, well, uh, love your heart, man. And um, there, as you know, um, you, you uh, had already heard about, um, you know, because I know you have a, a record of how many times you've seen a leg get long when it needs to get long. And, um, I'm 28 in a row, by the way. <laughs> I, I know, brother. I know, man. And uh, you know my story of that, that that mine grew out an inch and a half. A friend of mine and yours, T.L., had that. Uh, the Holy Spirit helped me to have that happen. And I actually have a metal plate in my leg. And uh, that went down, and it was incredible. Changed my life. But just recently, one story that you may not know of yet, bro, and sometimes the hardest one to tell is uh, something that actually happened with one of my three boys. And uh, I definitely don't have a problem, you know, praying and asking the Holy Spirit to do His thing. And and uh, but when it's your own son, you know, uh, things can get a little crazy. And um, the other night, uh, my bride Carl and I were uh, we were uh, just going to bed, and my my son had been a little restless, and I I moved him from my bed to his bed, and I had just. Uh, been painting their bedroom, and so because I was painting it, we had moved the bunk bed out, and, and it just wasn't in the you know the normal place that he was used to. And um, the floor was the, our floors were tile, and uh, I, something in me was like, man, I shouldn't have moved him. Um, he's probably gonna fall off because he's restless. Sure enough, man, ten minutes uh, after I uh, had that happen, I hear you know. The dreaded thunk sound. 
And it was so loud, my friend, that my heart just stopped, man. And I ran into his bedroom. It was 11 o'clock at night. I ran into his bedroom, and I scooped him up. And in the 10 seconds it took me to get him from his bedroom to my room, he had the largest hematoma on his head I've ever seen. Wow. And uh, it was from eyeball to eyeball, if you can imagine. So it was uh, completely on the outside of one eye to the other. It was lifted off his head. Uh, I'm freaking out, of course, you know. And uh, my wife's a nurse, and so we put him in his arms, and, and we're just checking him. And I'm, I'm like, we got to get ice on this thing. we got to get ice on this thing. And so I run into the kitchen, and I'm wanting to cry. And the first thought that attacked me from my soul was, I knew I shouldn't have laid him there. And uh, in the in the four minutes it took to get the ice and get it over there, I had already wrestled that thought down and said, you know what, that's not the Lord. And uh, and I'm sitting here watching this this my wife be calm, you know, as uh, nurses are, and she's trying to check in her head what's going on, and, and he's not making a lot of noise, and and I just I, all of a sudden I got this spot, million. And it was this, Ian, you've been studying the topic of power and authority for the last two years of your life, and you're about to move to Mozambique, Africa with your family, and if you don't have authority over your own house, then where are you going to have it? You know, if you don't trust that, and so I immediately realized that God was doing something with us, and uh, my son's name is Gideon, of all things, and so I, I pulled out. The, the the iPad and I pushed repeat on a worship song and I got down on my knees and Carla and I just started worshiping the Lord. And I, as I worshiped the Lord with a smile on my face and praise on my lips, I began to pray out loud to that thing to go down. And I started to just direct my attention to it. And she was, you know, calming him and laying with him and her hand was on his head. And I, I I, we probably prayed for 15 or 20 minutes, and as peace just shalom rested on my bedroom, I laid next to her, and I, I held him and put my hand on his on his lump, and I started uh, professing uh, the words, um, "Go, uh, bump, you'll be made, you'll be made well, and I want all swelling to go down in Jesus' name." And I started saying, "Jesus' name, who is my friend? Jesus, my friend." And for some reason, God wanted me to focus on that he was my friend. And because of that, the authority rested. And I literally felt the bump completely go down over that 20 minutes, completely go down. Carla felt it. I felt it. The next morning, bro, gone, completely gone. Wow. So he woke up in the morning. At night, we saw it go down. But check this out. How many hematomas have you seen go down with no bruising? Like there was none. no bruising. <laughs> yeah. His skin was perfect, everything. So praise God, man. It was for me, wow. it was an authority issue of God was trying to show me, you know, build us up for Africa. But at the same time, he just loves his boy Gideon, man. And he wanted him well, yeah. you know. So at the time that this happened, in addition to the hematoma, was there any other effects you were seeing, like anything that would point to like concussion or breakage of any kind? Yes. In fact, Carla actually wrote a blog on the whole experience because as a nurse, in her head, she's checking off. All right, he's not responding very well right now, which he wasn't. Uh, it took me, I was four or five minutes, I was like, can you say your name? His eyes were, he, he was showing signs of concussion. Carla was actually in her head. The reason she's staying, cold, uh, staying calm 
was because she was in her head going, is he internally hemorrhaging? It's midnight. What do we do? I mean, we're going to try to rush him to an ER. Like, what are we going to do? You know? And so in her, in her heart, once we started worshiping what she wanted to do, but she didn't know what to do when God said, you guys are going to worship me. She started weeping over him. And God said, it's going to be okay. In the morning, this will be gone. I want you to grieve for your son. And she was allowed, basically the father told her, stop being a nurse and just let your son hurt and you hurt that you don't know what to do other than ask me. And when that, when she released that, our worship started, the worship ended, and then the bump went down. Completely gone. So it was a combination of her letting go of something on her side, on your part, taking authority and doing something about it. So being that, you know, you and your wife are one in spirit and over your family, it was co-laboring together, basically. Correct. It was enough faith in the room. The authority is the removal of something. So it removed it and we were obedient on top of it. We put him first. We praised him in it and it was done. Wow. Dude, that is awesome, man. Um, you know, we love hearing stories like this. And uh, and we have about uh, like a minute or so before we have to cut out for our, our first break. But there's something you brought up in our discussion that I wanted you to touch on. Uh, playing music, you've had a chance where you've actually seen some healing come out of that. And obviously more is on the way. But you mentioned a story about a demon manifesting while playing music and you dealt with it. Can you tell us that story quick? We have, man. Um, we were at a small church, a friend of mine, uh, out in Surprise, Arizona, and um, they were in a three-year celebration of their church service, and um, he asked me to come up and just prophetically lead some worship, and so I went up at the end of the service. Um, He went to go pray over some people, and my son Jaden and Carla, who also manifest great authority at times, walked over with him and prayed, and the Lord told me something's going to happen, and I looked over and was playing uh, the song... um, Freedom Reigns by Jason Upton, and all of a sudden, it just, you know, their prayer of authority started manifesting this demon right there in the spot with the worship, and so I started heading over and immediately switched over to How He Loves Us, and we just started worshiping and and playing the notes to How He Loves Us, and uh, she was freed and delivered, this six-foot-three man holding this woman down and, uh, and professing Jesus's authority over her and then my wife went and wiped her mouth and loved on her and and immediately it was it was she was freed of it but it was the music and the prayer that brought it out it couldn't it could no longer hide and uh yeah you know listeners we uh we we hear on the show all the time all different ways that healing miracles deliverance all happens and something that's been on my heart a lot lately to share with everybody is just you have to get away from formulas you have to be in the moment when you're in the room be in the room when you're in the moment be in the moment you know you have to uh kind of flow sometimes just with how you know kind of where does the holy spirit want to go with it kind of latch on to him co-labor it through and and things happen so you know nothing ever took jesus by surprise and it shouldn't take you either so just remember that and we're up against our first break so let me uh, cut here and when we come back we're going to hear more about you and your story and what a musician area is because well i know but let's see if everyone else does and uh, all right listeners we'll be back right after this on the heal the sick podcast keep it locked here don't go anywhere right back Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. 
Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. And we're back on the Heal the Sick podcast. Million here with you. M-I-L-L-I-A-N. It's always a pleasure to have you guys here. Check us out anytime at dominionfire.com is our website. Check us out anytime for all the work that we do, all the creative stuff we do in addition to the podcast where you'll find every single episode with just amazing men and women of God who I absolutely just love and adore and had such a good time talking to. And uh, one, one of the little secrets of my program here is that you know, you guys get to hear their story on the show, but I get to talk to them before, after, and during off the air, and I get great stuff that maybe I'll share with you one day. I don't know, but I get all kind of great nuggets of stuff. So, well, yeah, it's just one of the perks of doing the show. I'm just throwing that out there at you, but had the chance to just meet and talk with so many amazing people, and I absolutely love it. So, my guest today, obviously no exception, Ian Gennari, aka Ian Christopher, in performance, um, in support right now of his CD World When Love Compels, a musicianary and uh, really good friend of uh, our family here, and uh, just an awesome guy. I'm so glad you're here, Ian. Um, tell the audience, please, about your background, your experience, and how you got involved in all this. Right on, man. Well, let's actually let's start with my name because I get that a lot. Why do you switch names? And and I, I have to laugh about it. But uh, my my mom um, named me Ian Christopher Gennari, so my name is actually my middle name is Christopher, and uh, she spelled it differently with a K and an F. And so um, part of the reason I I felt the Lord prompted me to use that is one Gennari is just kind of hard to say, but. Uh, Christopher means Christ bearer, and Ian means God's grace, like the name John. And so part of what he's done in me has made me want to go around the world and be God's grace with a voice. He's made me want to be um, uh, his Christ bearer. And so immediately I knew that was the message. And So for those of you who are wondering, that is the trivia hmm. question of why Ian goes by Ian Christopher on his music. All but, right. Uh, ten points about for that me, one. man. Say what? That's ten points for that trivia question. So Exactly. Um, Ian is a, is a God chaser, man. I, for most of, I can remember until I was eight, you know, since I was eight, um, the, the deep things of God has been a mystery to me and I, I've chased them. And, uh, it's led me on a long, a, a long journey of, um, trying to fulfill those answers with what I thought my dreams and desires were and him replacing them with his. And in the last two or three years, I think it's been maybe three and a half now. Um, I kind of walked away from everything, and the Lord said it was time to go full-time in music ministry. And, uh, in 1996, somebody prophesied um, music over me or had a word, a word of, I believe it was a prophetic word, that music was going to enter my life. And at that time, I couldn't play guitar or anything, and, and I prayed into that prayer for five years. And 
from 96, uh, 97 to 2001, 2-ish. And I came home one afternoon, um, was married at that time. A year into my marriage, my wife um, left a note on my bed with a guitar and said, God's telling you to do something, you should do it. And a year later, I was writing music. And um, so I prayed uh, that message into my life. And, and the last 10, 12 years has been a journey of learning how to hear the Lord with his words and sing his words over other people's brokenness is the best way I can say it. And um, and that season is definitely transitioning. In the last two years, um, it's been a since 1997, obviously almost a 15-year wait on the fullness of what that would look like. But in the last 24 months, um, God just opened the floodgates, and, and two albums have been the result along with traveling. You know, I've probably done close to 150 dates in seven different states in a country. And so it's it just, you know, things look like they happen overnight, but they don't. And um, there's a process, you know, even Jesus grew in wisdom at one point and then went back to the synagogue. And when he came back in Luke chapter 2, he grew in, in wisdom and favor with God and man. Now there's a process, there's a switch, and that's what he's been doing. So the next season of my life is going to be um, that same thing, right, writing music and chasing worship. Um, but now I feel like God's calling me to chase the sounds of heaven and bring them to earth. What does the sound of justice in heaven actually sound like? What does the sound of wisdom actually sound like? Um, things like that. So that's my heart, man. That's that's who Ian is. That's brilliant, man. And um, the term musicianary, um, your work has brought you not only around the country and you visited with us here in Vegas, which, by the way, listeners on YouTube, there's a full video uh, clips from that if you want to check out how that night went and photos and stuff. So it was a great time. We had a, such a nice weekend. Um, but at the same time, you've been in uh, South America, you're heading out to Africa, and you use the term musicianary. So what does that all mean? So musician for me was coined um, in 2001-ish when I was start, first starting to pick up the guitar and write music. A mentor of mine, a guy named Bill, uh, asked me if I knew about a man named Keith Green. And um, for most of the Christian population, they've at least heard the name Keith Green um, or Rich Mullins. And he had prayed over me that I would have a heart like Keith Green. And, and I held that close to my heart for a long time and researched him because I did know who Keith Green was from my parents. And I also knew that he was an agent of change. Um, uh, he was very much a John the Baptist type guy. And, and so as I watched his life, I heard that phrase from him. Um, during that Jesus movement era, they called them musicianaries, which were people who wanted to share the message of God through music and words and worship or just the arts, but yet be able to have the funding from the church so that they could give away the message. So Keith Green, um, even though him and guys like Rich Mullins made millions of dollars on their music, they didn't know how much money they made because they took a normal person's salary and gave away most of their music for free at live events. And so that is how my life has been the last, you know, 24 months, three years, really. Most of the time I'm a musician, I said, Lord, as you do this, I want you to provide, you know, the, the funding you can send me and, uh, and the provision. And so everywhere I go, when I play live, um, wherever I'm at, um, CDs and resources are, are for an offering base. Um, if there's someone in the room that can only afford a dollar or for free, 
and the, the person that gives generously makes way for those people to do that. And that way, if someone's sitting in the room and the conviction of the Holy Spirit falls on them or heals them or brings whatever, they can actually take it home with them and not feel like they have to have funded my ministry because God does that. So Yeah, I'm sitting here trying to think of myself, could I be like a podcast genary or a yeah. radio radio voiceover? Yeah, I'm trying to think of what kind of cool it. hybrid term I could come up with and I, I, I got Come nothing. on, dude, create a new one. Yeah. <laughs> I got nothing right now, so I'll have to let you know on that. Um but you're also preparing now to head out to Africa, Mozambique to be specific. Whoa, whoa what are you thinking there? <laughs> Tell us about that. Yeah. Well, I figured, you know, You've had a lot of success in your in your music. It's building. You're at the height of God opening doors. Run headlong into obscurity. You know why not? Yes. You know? yes. Um, that's what Daniel did, right? One minute he was a king, the next minute he was by himself and alone. And so, I, I make a joke about that, but that's kind of what God's calling us to do. Okay. Um, Carla and I, my wife and I, when we first met, we used to walk around Grand Canyon University campus um, in our courtship and and talk about our dreams with the Lord put in our heart. And one of the big ones was us going to the nations and uh, having a heart for the broken. And um, in the last year as I was traveling, when he sent me to South America, he really instilled that. And, and I had been praying a prayer that Carla had been praying, and we didn't know. We kind of found out divinely we had been praying the same prayer of God, break my heart for what breaks yours. And uh, it culminated when I got back from South America and he started wrecking us, and and we just couldn't. The Holy Spirit, every time we would we would see something that was poor in spirit or someone that was persecuted for righteous sake, we we couldn't. It no longer could stand. But after 15 years of waiting, million, you kind of think God's forgotten. You know, it's like, you know, three kids later. Actually, we've had been through five pregnancies. We've lost two babies, but you go through five pregnancies and career changes of baseball, the music of all things, and you think God's forgotten that big dream of going to the nations, and he hadn't. And it was, I tell Carla all the time, I'm sorry that you had to wait so long, because really he was maturing me. I think Carla's been ready all this time, and um, she had to wait for me, you know, as many women have to wait for their husbands, I'm sure you can attest to, we're pretty thick-headed. I, I don't know what you're talking and, about, that, that's, <laughs> that's not the case and at all. So <laughs> our thought is that we want to go somewhere, you and I have had this talk, we want to go for the Lord not just because we want to go. If the Lord tells us to go, we want to go. And we want to go to a place where we're literally, he has, we have to depend on him for every breath. And, and we want to look into the eyes of those that are poor in spirit and give them what we already have. And, and, and depend on that. We don't, we're kind of just done with life as normal. I don't know. I don't know how to describe it any other way. Like, I just need to give my, I feel like if we stay in this place, I don't think it's going to be forever, but if we stay in this place where we're at, there's a, we run the risk um, uh, of becoming complacent and not seeing God for how big he is, but also not knowing love for what it is. We, Carl and I's prayer is that we would no longer just love people well, but that we would become love. Brilliant. That we would literally become the word of God. We would become love. And, she opened this door up. Carla, when she was four, was given a vision that she was bedside nursing uh, people in Africa. And so it's been in our heart for a long time. We just didn't know where. And, um, and so, yeah, central Mozambique, we're going to be in February moving our family out. I'm actually going in a month and a half 
uh, myself for the first time um, to do some things to prepare. And and so, yeah, man, our, our what are we thinking? We're thinking that God's heartbeat is over that nation for my family, for the Janaris. Okay. His heartbeat is over that nation, and we have to chase his heartbeat. We want to be in the middle of it. That's brilliant, man. You know, it's, uh, it, it's a, a fine line sometimes between, you know, what you are planning to do and when you actually cross that fine line of actually doing it, there's a, it is indeed a fine line, but there's, it takes a lot to cross that. And it's amazing that you guys are just doing, I, I'm totally in awe of you guys. I, I got to tell you, it's amazing. So listeners, we are up against our second break. I'd love to keep this going, but the clock is ticking, my friends. We'll be back right after this. We are speaking with Ian Gennari, aka Ian Christopher, about his music and some testimonies. And when we come back, he's going to share his heart even more. And this guy's got some good stuff. So keep it locked here on the Heal the Sick podcast. Back in Thank you for listening to the Heal the Sick podcast presented by Dominion Fire Church. Our ministry is growing and we would like to ask you to grow along with us. Currently, we are in need of financial support and we are asking friends, listeners, and followers to help crowdfund this ministry on a monthly basis. If this program has blessed or inspired you, please help us to produce more and more episodes by becoming a monthly supporter of $5, $10, or whatever amount is in your heart to give. Your contribution helps us produce more programs, help the sick get healed, and also support Christian outreaches overseas. Please visit www.dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter for details and how to get started. Again, that's dominionfire.com slash monthly supporter. We thank you for your generosity and support. Dominion Fire Church, Las Vegas, Nevada. All right, listeners, back. Third segment, Heal the Sick Podcast, Las Vegas, Nevada. Millionaire with you. It's, it's like a baseball game. They run us at the corners. Uh, all right, well, this, this guy's going to hit a home run on this one. This is uh, Ian Gennari, Ian Christopher, whatever you care to call him. He's the awesome guy either way. He is a musician. He's actually out of the Phoenix, Arizona area, in case I didn't mention that to you. He was soon by way of Africa, as we heard in the last segment, and uh, supporting his CDs, When Love Compels, and then preceded that was the uh, CD of Tomorrow, which was an awesome CD. Love that one. And that's uh, that's what he performed when you were out here uh, in Vegas. That was a good time, man. We had we had some fun on that weekend. I just I, I can't help but bring that up. It was such a good time. So this is the part of the show in which I ask our guest if they will teach a lesson on something, share something on their heart. What would you want the world to know? Um, you are very big on the area of things like dreams and visions and interpretations, things such as those. So dreams and visions is kind of what's on your heart today. What would you like to share about that? It is, man. Uh, honestly, I think it's on God's heart. And uh, I think he's reminding this generation of it. And um you know, the best way to say it is this, I think that the generation that's rising up on the planet right now are done talking about stuff. They want to see the manifestation of the God that we talk about. Yes, I just posted that on Facebook today. Yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah, they want to chase that God. They want to know that God. And um, they're, they're done talking about him. And they also, though, there's this huge uh, disconnect or a parallel that's becoming connected with some of the body of Christ, um, that I think this is why you and I are kindred, to help them also with their their disconnect on the Father's love for them. And so if you marry the fact that they know that there's something bigger, they know that this God that we're talking about could be real, and the fact that they don't know Him as Father, because we're not enjoying Him enough as Father as the bride, 
without beating the bride up too much, I love, I love the, I love the church, the church. But if you marry those two thoughts, there's this disconnect of these, these young ones that want to know they're loved by a father, but yet want to see him in action. And so, um, uh, two, three years ago, the Lord started pressing on my heart that um, the enemy has stolen this generation's dreams and the visions they have in their life by putting fear in them to even go to sleep and have actual dreams. And and what I found is in Job, the book of Job, in chapter 33, we find this obscure passage that's one of the best ones ever to just absolutely hit out of the park as far as him saying their dreams. And so Job 33, starting at about 14, verse 14, it says, uh, For the Lord speaks in many different ways, but man does not perceive it. In a dream, in a vision of the night, when man slumbers on his bed, he gives them warnings to seal up instruction for them and to keep their soul from the pit. And then, eight or nine verses later, it says, and God does these things two and three times with a man. And so he speaks very clearly that dreams and visions happen. So I started searching for the scriptures, and you know what, Millions, I found a third of all scripture has to do with dreams and visions. A third. Hmm. Interesting. So then I started thinking, wow, that's interesting, because the Holy Spirit is a third of the Godhead. And he's the one who leads us into all truth. Okay. And he's the breath of God. Then I started thinking to myself, huh, I I wonder what that looks like in a third of our life. So let's take our life at 60 years, and if we sleep eight hours a day, that's 20 years of our life we're asleep. And that's one-third of the day, too. One-third of the day. So check this out. We have to ask these two questions. Does God speak? Well, Job 33 says it does. He does. So the second question is the most important one. Does he want to speak to me? And that's the question the generation's asking. Hmm. And so if we come to grips with, yes, he speaks, and yes, he actually wants to speak with me, if I believe that part, then what would he have said in 20 years of me sleeping? He probably said a lot. And so I started researching this, and as I started to value it, um, Daniel is a very good example of this. Daniel and both Joseph model the life that they say to the kings when they interpret the dreams. Doesn't God own the interpretation of the dream? In other words, yes, I'm very gifted, in dreams and interpretation, I'm very gifted, but God has to breathe the interpretation through the Holy Spirit, even if the dream is from Him, which most of the time it is. And so, it's the one gift where I can't literally say, you know, run in my power gifting all the time and have no character. I literally have to submit my gift to the Lord and say, Holy Spirit, give me the interpretation because I can know all the symbols, I can know all the context, I can know everything, but if the Holy Spirit doesn't breathe the interpretation, it will make no sense. And so because of that, I've chased it with a reckless abandon. And let me give you an example of this real quick, man. This morning, I passed by, I was at a coffee shop with a buddy, and I passed by a flyer for a gal uh, named Siobhan, who uh, was in need of someone to fund her to help her with her dream to go to New York to work with the Dream Center. And so I passed by it and laughed because it looked exactly like a girl, Siobhan, that my family had met at the park one day leading worship, who ended up blogging about my family and just, like, massive favor that I didn't expect, right? 
So I thought I'd call her and find out what's this all about that God do this new thing. Well, she acted confused on the phone and was like, I don't know if I know you, and, and blah, blah, blah. And I looked at the spelling and I realized this isn't, I said, hold on, I'm sorry, I don't, I don't think you're the same Siobhan. But what's interesting is there were so many similarities between the two girls that kept her on the phone, and I found out that she goes to Church of the Nations and knows you're and my buddy, Nathan Hale. Oh, cool. So this morning, because of that, as I'm finding that out, the Lord has said, had me ask her a question, because many times we try to bring a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge before we know we have one, and he gives me a word of wisdom or a word of knowledge that she's had dreams. So I asked her, I said, have you been having dreams? And she goes, yes. I go, that's why I'm on the phone with you. I'm supposed to pray with you. Really? Would you do that? I said, yeah, because I'm becoming a missionary, just like you're going to become a funded person going to New York. And I said, let me ask you another question. There are a lot of your dreams in bright, bright colors. And she goes, and she almost started crying. And she said, how did you know that? She goes, yes, they're in bright color. I said, those are from God, because God is light. And so the brightest color dreams are absolutely a calling dream to you in your life about what he's telling you to do. I said, I think you're gifted in dreams, and I'm supposed to pray and help release and part that to you. And I, on the phone, I was given a word of wisdom, a word of knowledge with a complete stranger who ends up knowing a dear friend of mine and was able to help pray and usher in whatever God has for her in New York. Amazing. But he wants to speak in our dreams. So, so... um. An example of this. Well, let me ask you a question, actually. Yeah, yeah, let, me, let me cut in for a second, because something that came to my mind, if I know someone like me, I feel like I rarely dream, if at all. So for someone that is in that case where maybe, now I sleep a lot because I try to sleep any, any chance I get. It's just my thing. But um, rarely do I have dream. Now, I've had a couple, you know, a couple of profound ones, but it's not like it's on a regular basis. So what do you do in that case? Great question. I'm glad I waited because I, I was hoping to have a question. That's a great question. So many people want to know that. It's a, actually a scientific proven fact, which I don't know in science and unity, but science, it's a, it's a proven fact for our body that if we don't dream, we would actually go insane. And so, so most people do. However, it's not really do we, it's what you're asking. What do I do if I don't remember them? That's really the question. What do I do when I've had a few, but I don't know if I'm having them? So um, the book of Habakkuk says this, write these things on the tablets of your heart. If you read the story of Daniel and Joseph and Esther, it's multiple themes of writing and valuing something. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar has a dream, and Daniel says, let me go back and pray to my God and ask him for the revelation. And during that time, it says he wrote these things down and summed up the matter. One of Daniel's greatest dreams, I think it was in chapter 7, of uh, about the Antichrist and all that's going to happen in that time, it says he wrote down the sum of the matter, but you and I both know that's a giant chapter. So if that was just the sum of the matter, imagine that. So what I find, Marion, is this. If what we value, he gives us more of, if it's his will, if it's in his will. He's not going to have us violate the purpose he's made us for. I mean, even the disciples said, hey, can we call down thunder from heaven? And he's like, um, no, you don't know what spirit you're of. <laughs> exactly. So they had disconnected from the vine for a second. But he also said a few verses later that ask anything in my name and I'll give it to you if it's in my will. So I think it's the value portion. And so what I started doing, and I would encourage you to, my friend, too, is um, I, I have put a journal on my bed. So since I started chasing this topic, I put a journal while I'm in bed, I wrote down, I have a pen, 
And when I have one, I ask the Lord every night, Lord, let me remember when I go to sleep and let me remember when I wake. And I have three journals now in the last 24 months of hundreds of dreams hmm. that he's given me. And, and does, many that have come to pass, but it's and, just valuing it. And does do you dream on a nightly basis now that you've done this? I do. I actually, in the last six months, it's been three to six a night. And, well, what do you do then? And I can't record all those down. Well, he doesn't want you to. You, you get to a point where you realize okay, wait, this one that's in bright color and the three that are in black and white and tormented me, I'm just supposed to pray against those and write down the other one. Cool. Gotcha. You know, it sounds to me like anything else, and and this is, I think is a a major stumbling block in in the faith today is that um, a lot of stuff you have to cultivate, like with healing, you know, I could teach someone how to do it. Now you got to go do it. You have to learn how to work it how to it's like the working of miracles you want the miracle you got to go work it and it's like with healing you have to do people have prayed for hundreds of people before something happens but you got to work it and i see there's techniques and things like this all the time that i'm still working on that work half the time so it sounds to me like i, I hear something like this and i hear people say oh i have dreams and i think oh well I only, only once in a while for me but it sounds to me like you have to cultivate it like anything else and putting that value on it, like you said earlier, you know, you actually go and buy the journal and sit it next to your bed. I believe you're showing God that, yes, there's value on this. Talk to me, you know, so it seems like it's, it kind of all ties together. Now we're, we're running a little long here. So um, if people would like to track you down, find out more, talk to you, have their dreams interpreted, if that's not a, 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 a big deal for that. you, you can help them out with that as well. And uh, where can people find you? Where can they uh, hear about you? Where can they get your music? Give us a full report. Right on, man. Um, the music ministry website uh, is iancristopher.com. So it's actually K-R-I-S-T-O-F-E-R. Ian is the traditional way, I-A-N. So iancristopher.com is the music website. I'd um, You can email me through there, message me through there if you want, whatever. Um, however, obviously the mission is turning into more than just music, and it's actually a family on a mission soon. So if you want to track us all, we have... Uh, blogs that are connected to ways to support us or to email us back. Um, I'm going to direct you to my wife's blog, actually, and you can find mine through there, too. But hers is the name of the CD. So whenlovecompels.blogspot.com. Whenlovecompels.blogspot.com. And then if you guys just want to reach me directly, I'm totally cool with it. It's fine. Um, my email, I'll just give you my email. My ministry email is crossstrings6 at Yahoo. Crossstrings, the number six, at Yahoo. It's spelled with two S's, though, not three, because if it was two words, it'd be cross and strings. There's only two letters, two letter, uh, two S's in there. So crossstrings, number six, at Yahoo. Um, also Facebook, um, backslash Ian Christopher, Twitter, backslash Ian Christopher, um, all that stuff Excellent. would be the best way to find me. And uh, yeah, shoot me an email. If you heard this podcast and you shoot me an email saying you want my CD, I will ship it to you for free. And how about that, listeners? You see, you listen to the program, you get blessed, and another blessing on top of that. Does it get any better than that? <laughs> no, it do not. So uh, listeners, anytime if you would like to... Um, 
contacting. And if you by any chance can't reach him for any reason, email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com or any of our other uh, contacts such as dominionfire.com. And I will put you in contact with this gentleman. Um, Ian is a good friend. He is a bro of mine. I will stand shoulder to shoulder and fight alongside him any day of the week. And uh, I know he's legit. He's the real deal. And he has the million stamp of approval. So if you want to check him out, by all means, uh, Support these guys, uh, check out their music, do what you can for them because he's legit. I'm just throwing that out. This is a legit guy on the phone. And uh, Ian, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. Uh, boy, we ran long, which is great. I love when this happens because it's just good stuff, man. And uh, as we're wrapping up the show, I like to ask if our guests will please pray for our audience, uh, specifically for healing. However, if you get any kind of impression, vision, uh, anything at all, by all means, let it rip and... Uh, Please pray for our audience and take us to the amen, if you will, please. Awesome. Holy Spirit, I thank you for this time. I thank you, uh, Abba Daddy, for all that you continue to do for us through your great Jesus, through your great Son, Jesus. And um, in John 17, you talked about the exact glory that you put in us from, from Jesus. And I pray that we, as, a, as a, a group of believers, would go out in that glory and understand the glory that we've had. I pray in the name of Jesus that we would understand that your word says that you loved us as much as you loved Jesus in John 17. And so, Lord God, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth right now, I just breathe your Holy Spirit on ever, anyone that's listening to this right now, now or months from now. Um, I just have a strong sense that there's someone in the audience that is due justice right now. Um, there's a, a lineage that has to do with your grandfather. And as you uh, pray into that and the Lord reveals what the injustice is that happened from your grandfather and you come cleanly to the throne, expose the enemy for what he's done against your family, and then you let God, the one who is built on righteousness and justice, act on your behalf. I pray that justice would come swiftly, as your word says, and settle upon the house, and that, Lord Jesus, your settlement would be just like you said, that it would be seven times greater, two to seven times greater, what was stolen from them in the name of Jesus, and that they would actually, that this is um, a spiritual invasion, a spiritual intrusion that's happened. And so because it's been a spiritual intrusion, I pray right now for greater boldness to preach the gospel over this person, greater signs and wonders to break out when he moves in faith to lay hands on people, and I pray that your name will be lifted high, that the presence would literally manifest where, where this person goes. I thank you, Lord Jesus, for what you want to do, for what you're doing um, on the earth. Let us focus on what you're doing because you came to reveal the Father that we might do exactly what the Father tells us to do daily because you want your joy to be made full in us. Thank you, Lord. You're so good. You are mighty to save. You're so good. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen, listeners. One of the phrases, I guess, or I guess they call that an elevator speech. I had to do one of those for the ministry because when you only have a few minutes to talk to someone, you got to get right to the point. And the thing that I, when I have to kind of abbreviate what we do at Dominion Fire, I pretty much say, heal the sick, raise the dead, bind the brokenhearted. And the the bind the brokenhearted is something that uh, Ian is an inspiration for. That's kind of where, uh, that were, that's where that came from. And uh, because that's what this guy does. So I got to tell you, please check him out. Please support his work. And if uh, you're in need of a little binding up of your broken heart, 
reach out to one of us. We're all happy to help you. So, Ian, it's been a pleasure to have you here. I'm so grateful. Thank you so much. I, I wish you guys the absolute best, and I just declare it's going to be so good beyond your wildest dreams. And um, listeners, anytime you want to check us out at dominionfire.com is the main website where you'll find all of our other social media. You can email us at dominionfirechurch at gmail.com, also facebook.com slash dominionfire, twitter.com slash healingminister for my personal account there, and um, youtube.com slash dominionfirechurch, and you'll see some clips from Ian Christopher's visit out here in Vegas, some of our time there that we had, and uh, some other projects we're working on. So do make sure you check that out and um, let us know what you think. And oh, by the way, if you're a, a Mac user, Apple user, and you got on iTunes, do me a favor, if you will, please jump on the, the iTunes for the Heal the Sick podcast and please leave a positive review for us. And uh, the more that we do that, the higher up in the rankings we get, apparently. I don't know much about Mac, but that's what I hear. So if you'll do that for us and throw that out there, we need to get this message out to more and more people. So make sure you share it, comment it, and just let the world know because this is, this is too good to keep to ourselves. All right, listeners, thank you as always for joining us. We appreciate having you here for uh, me. Ian Christopher and for the amazing Saint City Las Vegas we thank you we'll see you next time on the Heal the Sick podcast and as we always say boom goes Yeshua amen see you next time